Yeah, there you go. As I was was sitting there this morning listening and praising and worshiping, I thought, man, I just, I got to get me some this morning. Amen? And I thought, boy, what are them first-time visitors going to think this morning? Amen? All right, there you go. (laughs) And I thought, you know what they're going to think? They're going to think that church praises Jesus right there. Amen? (laughs) And what a better day to praise Jesus than this morning. Amen? We already been to church, all right? We already been there. Uh, We got up early this morning, and Mark Garrett gave an awesome sunrise service this morning. Amen? And man, you've done an excellent job. Thank you for letting me get a little bit of it. I appreciate y'all very much. And uh, you know what a what a busy week as we think back that uh, as I was preparing for today's message, I thought, you know, we think we got busy lives, but what a traumatic and busy lives the disciples had and Jesus had this past week. When you think about it, from from Jesus riding in last Sunday on Palm Sunday, you know, with a big parade and. Boy, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread to, oh, just let him hang on that cross and die. Put him up there. Just a busy week. And and, and Peter's denial of Jesus and, 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 you know, the disciples uh, being scattered and and then him being buried and this day. And And then this day that he rose again. You see, we talk often about uh, Jesus' death a whole lot. Right, we 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 that's a, that's a big part of it, but the gospel would not have been complete unless he had risen. You understand? Unless he had come back again, the gospel would not have been complete. And, and I tell you what I thought, and I brought, you know, I've I've did a sermon one time on gates, and I had about a ten foot gate that I brought in and 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 used it. And I looked around the house, and all I had was like a 16-foot gate, okay? And I, I brought it, but I didn't bring it in. <laughs> I didn't know where we'd put it this morning, all right? But I was thinking about the gates that, that we use in, in our ranches and our pastures. And there's three reasons, really, that we use a gate. Uh, the first thing that we use a gate for is to separate, to separate pastures, to separate cows from one group to another, um, separate our neighbor's cows from our cows, <laughs> you know, right? Um, the other thing we use, we use a gate and we open it to let cattle come in or horses come in and cattle go out and horses come out. The third thing we use a gate for normally, uh, nor- most of the time in the spring, sometimes the fall, but mostly in the spring, is we use it to cut and sort cattle for spring for doctrine in, in the spring. And uh, we're going to talk about those three gates this morning as it relates to Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. All right? So let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. And Mark Garrett, I'm going to ask you to pray us up this morning, if you will, before we get started. Man, man, if I can preach up to that prayer, we'll be in good shape this morning. Amen. Whew, my goodness. He's been fired up since early this morning. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to call it Three Gates and an Empty Tomb. Luke 21 is where we're going to be this morning, verses 1 through 9. 24. What did I say? 23? 21? It'll happen to you when you get old and can't see. 
and can't remember. <laughs> Luke 24, 1 through 9. <laughs> if you're there, say amen. 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 <clears throat> now, understand that we just talked about what had happened, right? And, 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 and it says here that on the first day of the week at early dawn, they came to the tomb bringing the spices that they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Mm. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Uh, while they were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothing. And as the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, the man said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered in the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words and returned from the tomb and reported all these things to the eleven and all the rest. Amen. Let's, uh, let's touch on just the first thing is, is uh, you know, why a lot of people say, "Well, why did Jesus have to die?" And and the answer is, "Well, he had to die for our sins." Okay, but why? Why did he have to die? And 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 I use that as that closed gate we're talking about. All right, and in that that when Adam and Eve were coming to this earth, they were sinless. They were without sin, but we all know that they were tempted. And they sinned, right? We all know that part of the Bible, right, where they uh, ate from the forbidden fruit. And when they did that, see, we had open pasture to God's green pasture. We had open uh, communication with him. We were one in him. But when they sinned, that gate closed, okay? That gate closed without an eternity with Jesus, with, with God, excuse me, with God, that that cut off, kept us from going to, Worshiping with God in the same way, okay, because of sin. And so in doing so, you know, you, you read in the Old Testament, what did they do? They sacrificed, and they, they lived by God's law. And his law is, is judgment for those that sin. His law would condemn you. And we know now today, at least, there's no condemnation in Christ. He can't condemn you. But so we went through, he went through that, that part of that where, where God said, you know what, <laughs> Y'all messed up, okay? And I got news for you. We're still messing up today, all right? We still mess up today. Uh, I ain't seen none of you walk on water, right? I ain't seen none of you without sin, me included. We are, we're still messing up, amen? So for that gate to be opened again, somebody had to open it. Somebody had to pay the price that uh, we owed for that sin, okay? And when God sent his only son to die on that cross, that opened the gate for us to be in worship with him again. And you say, how did that happen? Well, that, that is that he, the one person, here's the thing that really hit me. And I have, you know, almost every Sunday in preparation for messages, I have those aha moments. You know, I'm like, oh, man, yeah. The one person in this world ever, okay, that didn't deserve to die, died for you and me. He was guilty as charged. And you say, well, wait a minute, he was sinless. He was guilty as charged because all the burdens of 
your and I's mistake was put on him. And he bore that price for you and I. When he died on that cross, that opened up the gates for us to have worship and for us to come to Christ again. That gate's open still today. Okay? It's open still today. So that process of that gate opening up, like, okay, now what holds it open? What keeps it open for us? What keeps it open was not that he was here and was alive. It wasn't that he died. What keeps it open for us is that he rose again from the dead. Okay? And here's what I mean by that. He rose again from the dead to give you and I hope. He rose from the dead so that you and I will know that there is life after death, that we can become anew. And he holds that gate open today. And, and, you know, when you you read the Scripture in Luke here, and and believe me, Mark and I, we talked about Matthew, all the four of the Gospels talk about this in different ways. But uh, it says, I love this part, it says, and they found the stone away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of Jesus Christ. In, in some of the other Gospels, it talks about the women going. Now, listen, them women, uh, y'all know they was the last ones to leave the cross and the first ones to the grave, all right? Now, they didn't come there expecting to find Jesus gone, okay? Because in, in John's uh, depiction of the, of the Scriptures, he says they went there talking about, well, how are we going to get that stone out of the way? How are we going to get that stone out? How are we going to move it out of the way? But you know why they went there? They went there because they loved Jesus. They went there because they were devoted to Jesus and they were followers of Jesus. And they didn't understand everything that he had taught them. They didn't remember everything that he taught them. And it says there, uh, the, the angel, and, 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 and I love it when in, and I, think it's in, I think it's in Matthew, it says, the angel rolled away the stone and was sitting on it. So I can just see this, the, the angel sitting on the stone right there, you know, with his hat on. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's his halo. I'm sorry, halo, right? And he's sitting up on that stone, and here come the Mary Magdalene and all the other ones that was with him. He said, what's up, you know, <laughs> with a big old grin on his face. I know that's what I'd be. What's up, you know? He ain't here. <laughs> what does the shirt say? Spoiler alert. <laughs> the tomb's empty, amen? <laughs> amen. So they didn't go there uh, expecting to see Jesus risen again. They had the spices and what had happened was, because Jesus had died the day before the Sabbath, they had to hurriedly put him in the tomb, and they were going to go back, and because they loved him, because they were devoted to him, they were going to give him a proper burial. That's what they were going back for. And he says, the angel tells him, says, don't you remember? Don't you remember what they said? It says, he has risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee? That's verse 6. And verse 7 says, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And I thought to myself, you know, there's so many times we as followers of Jesus, (laughs) we don't maybe have the faith that we need. Okay, let's just be honest. Sometimes I do things not knowing uh, what the result was going to be, not knowing if, 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 if God has really spoken to me to do that. Okay? But in love of him and my devotion of him tells me that if it's in this book, I'm supposed to do it, okay? May not know the reason why. 
uh, may not sometimes, let's just be truthful with each other this morning if we can, we may not even have faith it's going to happen, right? But you know what we do do? We pray that it will and hope that it will. Now, I pray expecting, okay? I pray expecting. But we all have that little bit of doubt just like they did when you think about it. Most important thing in the day of all Christians ever was that rising of Jesus. They went there because they loved him and they were devoted to him. We need to go to Jesus not necessarily because, yes, we have that faith of the mustard seed, but because we love him with all our hearts and we're devoted to him and he calls us to go to him. Our love for Jesus Christ, because he told us what's the greatest commandment of all things is love. Our love will get us through a lot of stuff for Jesus Christ and those of others. It'll get us through a lot of things. Love will get us through. and it, it, You know, the, the women weren't the only ones that doubted. The disciples doubted. They didn't even go to the grave. They were hiding out, thinking, man, this might happen to us too, huh? They doubted. But you know what? Uh, that gate before the women ever got there, it had already been opened. They rolled away that stone, not so Jesus could get out because he was already gone. They rolled away that stone. They opened that gate up so the women and the disciples could get in and see he's not there. He's not there. They didn't roll that stone away so Jesus could go. He was already gone. Later on in the, in the Scriptures, it tells us that he just appeared to the disciples. He could appear and do as he wanted to. And, and, and you say, well, why did he have to be resurrected? Why are those? He, he was resurrected to give us hope. You think about it when the, when the ladies went there and, 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 and then they saw that he wasn't there and they ran back to the disciples. The disciples took off back to the tomb to find him to see if he was not there. And when we talk about that, it made me think, you know what? That's the same thing that Jesus gives us hope as those disciples. Those disciples were scattered and lost and without hope. Their Jesus had died. They didn't remember what he had taught them. They didn't have Google to look it up, okay? They couldn't go Google resurrection, all right, and look it up. But when he had gone, it gave him hope and resurrection. It gives us hope today. He holds that gate open for us still today that, that, that we can be reborn again, that we can transform from where we're at, that, that, that Jesus Christ can transform our relationships with each other. He can bring the dead to alive. He can transform the, 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 the way that we feel towards others with hate in our hearts when we ought to have love. He can renew us again in that. He, he can re resurrect those in our hearts he can resurrect those that, that are dead in addictions and and let me tell you something with cr we what i have learned a lot is that yes we talk about addiction it's usually drug and alcohol but some of us got anger issues some of us got relationship issues some of us got unforgiveness in our heart issues and those issues that that we're talking about there god can take when you're dead because they can get you down all those can get you down when we talk about that. But God can resurrect those just like he did Jesus. And he can make you anew. That's why we baptize like we do, that we go down in his death, we come up a new creation. That's what baptism is. The other part about the, the resurrection process is that it says in Proverbs 3 and 6, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. 
He can make those paths straight still today. He can make those paths straight when we can't see a way. It doesn't mean that we have to remember everything that's in his word, brothers and sisters. But I'm going to tell you what it does mean. What you do know, you share, and you do. And I'm going to tell you something when you do that. He huh, not only resurrect your life and, and gives you life anew, but when you start getting into his word, he's going to give you word anew. He's going to give you thinking anew. He's going to resurrect things in you that were dead. Maybe you never even knew were in you. When you read it says, forgive your enemies and love as yourself. <laughs> I forgot that one, Jesus. Yeah. Pray for them, right? Forgive others as the Father can forgive you. Eh, well, I don't know about that one. Yeah, you know it now, right? You were here. It's in there. See, if we know those things, we ought to do those things. We want to find Jesus. We want Jesus to, to, to have, ble- we want to have those blessings in our life. Uh, this is the part of it that's for us, for us to re- resurrect those blessings in our life, for us to become anew. We have to, number one, believe that he was here. Uh, we have to believe that he died on that cross and he was buried, and we have to believe that he rose again. It's easy to believe that he walked this earth as a man. It's easy to believe that he died on a cross. He wasn't alone. He had people with him that day that died on the cross. Sometimes the hard part is believing that he rose from that dead. In our stories through Jesus, through the scriptures, he rose four people from the dead. Uh, he rose the the widow's son in name, he, uh, he, he, he rose uh, Lazarus, as we know, and, and he rose, uh, oh my gosh, Jairus' son, and he rose Jesus. Rising, raising Lazarus is probably, next to the Jesus, is one of the most popular of those. But you know what? That didn't do anything for my salvation. It showed me the power of Jesus. But it wasn't until Jesus came out of the grave. We can even believe those three that he raised, right? But people doubt that he rose from the grave. That's where we get the part that says the gate's open for you to come to Jesus. He is our salvation to God now. He opened those gates up. He rose from that grave so that you and I can go and be, live with Him in eternity again. He opened those gates. And, and sometimes that we think, well, well Lord, you know, I, I just don't know. How, how did you do it? I don't know how He does the things He does. I'm going to tell you something. I don't understand how he, how he got me here this morning. I don't understand how them how everything works in my Ford truck either, but it works most of the time, right? I don't understand. What do I do? I get in it and I turn the key and hope it works. Pray that it does most mornings because it's old. It's a 7.3. It's an old one, okay? But our prayer is that key. Our prayer is to Lord Jesus, just lead, guide me, and direct me this day. I'm going to turn the key to go, Lord God, and I need you to help me. And Lord God, I need you to 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 to. Help me through this day. I need you to lead, guide, and direct me in where we're going today. May not understand everything about the death, burial, and resurrection, but I believe it happened. 
Amen. I believe that he can move mountains today just like he moved that stone today. I don't know. Sometimes I get up in the morning and I say, Lord God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Just like the women that went there don't know how they're going to move that stone. I get up in the morning, Lord God, I don't know how I'm going to get through this day. I don't know how I'm going to get through what you got in front of me this morning. And you know what? When I get to that point to where I'm in front of that mountain, that mountain's already gone. I don't know how it moved, but he moved it. I don't know how he cleared the path, but he cleared it. And I don't understand it. I just know it's gone. Amen. The other part of that is, Lord God, if that mountain's still there and you don't want to move it, then just give me the power to climb it because I'm going to go. I may not understand the words coming out of my mouth sometimes when I address it, but God, if your Bible says it, I believe it and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And that mountain may not move, but he's given me the power and the strength to get through it and get over it and get to the other side because it ain't always going uphill, amen? He opened that gate so every once in a while we got some clear sailing in a straight gate go through. Amen. It's hot up here. I don't know about out there. Oh my. The other part about that, and I'm going to close this morning pretty shortly. That's my first one, Mark. I got two more. After the disciples went and saw Jesus in the grave. After Mary Magdalene and the other women went to the grave and saw that Jesus wasn't there, and the angel spoke to them. They went running back, and they went through the disciples, through the Scriptures. From that point forward, they went with confidence boldly. See, Christ doesn't call us. See, so many times it's, a, 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 you know, oh, well, you come to Jesus. That's all nice, yes. You accepted Jesus this week, and let me tell you something. It ain't always dandelions and daffodils and butterflies, okay? There ain't nothing easy in here to go by. And if they're telling you it's easy to become a Christian, somebody ain't telling you the truth. I'm just going to tell you this. Because if you take what you know in here and you apply it to your life and you try to do it the best every day, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. But those disciples and those women left the grave where he had been resurrected from and they went in confidence. That was where we get Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Corinthians. You know, where do you want to go? Uh, Romans, Acts, all the New Testament was written after the resurrection. All the rest of it. They went in confidence. When we become anew in Christ and we accept him into our heart, we can walk in confidence. He doesn't ask us to walk meekly in him. He wants us to walk with confidence in him. And confidence in him. That gate's still open. It's still open. He, he says that in verse 8, and they remembered his words and returned from the tomb and reported all these things to the eleven and all the rest. And we know that they went on and they told everybody else. And they went on and wrote the scriptures today that we have that we can share with everybody else. The third gate we're going to talk about this morning is the sorting gate. It's the last of the three. Say, well, what is a sorting gate? Well, in the spring... Uh, when you have your yearlings and your young, your cattle born over through the winter, and uh, you bring them in in the spring, and and, and you uh, 
normally all what you have to do is bring them into one big pen and you sort them out, the cows from the calves and the, and and so on and so forth. And what happens is a couple of people are going on horseback and somebody will work that gate, okay? So you separate either the cows or calves, whichever way one you want to do, and you push them through that gate. And when a, if you're pushing calves through that gate and a cow comes, you close that gate. So that cow can't get through there, all right? Pretty soon you end up with two pens. You end up with a pen full of cows and a and a pen full of yearlings that you got a doctor and you got a brand and you got to take care of. That's called a sorting gate or the cut in the cut pen. Well, each one of us, one of these days, is going to be standing before a sorting gate. Okay? Mark spoke on it this morning. We're going to be standing before a sorting gate one of these days. And one of two things is going to happen. Either that gate's going to open, and he's going to say, Come on in, well done, good and faithful servant, enter in. Or he's going to say, I never knew you, depart from me. See, in this world we have today of lots of gray areas and lots of ifs, ands, and buts, there ain't no ifs, ands, and buts about that. My Bible is clear about that. It was just as clear as it was 2,000 years ago that there's a heaven, a place for God's people, and there's a hell for those that don't believe in him. You can say, well, how can you speak that way? Because it's in the Bible. You don't hear a lot about that. You're either going one place or the other. This morning, if God came today and you were before that gate, would he let you enter in or would he turn you away? That's not a question I can answer for you. Your auntie or your uncle or your brother or your sister or your mom or your daddy can't answer that question for you. Only you can answer that question this morning. The first part of that is believing that he walked this earth, that he died, and that he was buried and raised again. That's where we're at this morning. You see, what, what we talk about a lot here and what our, our mission is at Top Rail Cowboy Church is very simple. Preach the gospel and love people. Simple. Sometimes it's like the Bible. It ain't always easy to do to keep all that other stuff out, right? But there's only one decision that's important to you this morning. is whether you want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, whether you want to follow him. As we close in prayer this morning, uh, we're going to do the sinner's prayer. And I say this every Sunday, sinner's prayer ain't going to be in a Bible. It's just a way that uh, we use to walk you through, your, begin your relationship with Jesus Christ. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, it shall be done. You can leave here this morning knowing which gate you're going to pass through. Gates of heaven or the gates of hell. It's as simple as that. Maybe the Lord's been working on you this week. I can't think of a better day for you accepting than today. Amen? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord God, we come to you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Lord God, we just uh, are, are happy for every day, Lord, but we're especially happy for this day, Lord, that we know that you rose from that grave so many years ago. Lord, we thank you for the risen Savior, Lord, that gives us hope, that gives us confidence in our walk, Lord God, and that gives us that eternal life. Lord God, if there's somebody here this morning within my voice here at the church, or maybe they're listening on the radio, in their home or going down the road this morning. 
I'm not going to close this service or any service without the opportunity for them to come to you. And they can just say this simple prayer with me. It's a conversation conversation between them and God. They don't have to get up, jump up, and pray up at the altar. They don't have to raise their hands, but they can. They don't have to jump and shout, but they can. It's a conversation just between them and you, Lord God. If you're ready to make that acceptance this morning, you can just say this prayer with me. Just say, Lord God, I need you. Lord God, I know this morning that you walked this earth, that you hung and died on the cross, and that you were buried and raised again in three days, just like you said you would be. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins and come into my heart. If you said that prayer this morning, for the first time, or rededicated your life to Christ. Just get with one of the men or women here in the church. We just want to pray with you and help you along your way. Lord God, we just thank you for the many faces we see this morning. Lord God, just be with us as we leave here, Lord, and spend time with our families and those around us. Lord God, let us take your light to those places of darkness. As we enjoy this Easter Sunday, Lord, let us just remember the reason for it. And Lord God, may everything we do, Everything we do, Lord God, not just today but every day, bring honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.